Welcome, everybody, to the HB Hose. It is your hosts, Maddie and Sammy, who is in rare form. I'm in rare form. Welcome. Welcome back. We are so pleased to have you. We are talking about the season finale of the White Lotus season two. It was episode seven called Arrivederci. Arrivederci. That means goodbye. No, that means hello in Italian. Duh. I'm just I don't know these things. No, it means goodbye. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it meant both. Of course it means goodbye. Yeah. Arrivederci. Um, Does it mean both? No. No. Oh. Ciao is hello. Arrivederci means like, Arrivederci is like, see you later. You know, it's like a sayonara kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, no, anyway. sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you. <laughs> oh, Riven <Arche. laughs> Um, Yes, uh, I'm in rare form. Uh, this fucking episode was in rare form, to be honest. Mm, mm-hmm. no? Yes. Written and directed by Mike White. Of course, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it, fuck off. Um, you know the drill. But yeah, go watch it. Go binge. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, Maddie, why don't we start with overall thoughts? We have uh, hardly a structure for this episode, by the way, because we are discombobulated enough from the, like, just what happened in it. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just going to mm-hmm. talk through talk through all of it, and we're going to get to the meat and potatoes probably right now. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should just dive right in. So again, spoiler, get the hell out, you're done. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Tanya... She dies and she kills most of the gays um, because she kind of puts it together that she's probably about to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was pretty epic. It was pretty epic. Um, <laughs> they have her on the boat all day. They're waiting it out. She, she gets a call from Portia who kind of tips her off even though Portia is dumb and still can't put it together when I'm like Jack is giving a million red flags you should have throat checked him and ran hours yeah. ago literally but a day ago yeah yeah but she tips off Tanya Tanya puts it together and Tanya <laughs> she continues to drink white wine she kind of plays her cards and then Niccolo gets there has his bag with, you know, a gun that she already knows and remembers from the previous night, and she gets it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I gotta go to the, the powder room. She gets the fucking oh bag. God. You know, this... Okay, actually, let's just break down this scene while we're on it. Yeah. Um, okay, because there were some very funny moments, um, specifically when she is like... I I don't know what her excuse was the first time that she she walks around the table and then she runs as if the whole wall isn't made up of windows and they couldn't see her oh, yes. the other side of the yacht. <laughs> but then she drops her phone in the fucking in the water. So that's oh, when yeah. she comes back and she is just milking the time with more wine and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- there were so many little things that Tanya did that were so funny. And I love that Mike White called her death derpy because it was the derpiest thing 
Uh, my biggest confusion is how, because we are just looking at her when she is guns blazing at these guys. <clears throat> and I have no idea how she hit all of them because her eyes were shut the entire time. They, they were not open. So I'm like, literally. yeah, literally not, uh, probably not even. I remember being very confused. Like, who is she shooting at? Is she actually killing anybody? And then to then <laughs> pan over to all of the men fucking dead on the floor. I'm just like, oh my gosh. It felt actually very Francis Ford Coppola, uh, which we've had so many Godfather references this entire season. So it just, it felt very much like a seventies mafia movie, you know, that kind of thing. Like where it just doesn't make any sense that all these people are dead, but they are right. Mm. Like the the action isn't really as like you know it's not precise it's not twenty twenty two fucking Mission Impossible it's like it sure. just felt very old movie like action scene so I I appreciated it I appreciate it more now that I'm thinking about it talking about it versus in the moment I was like what the fuck her eyes aren't even open how did this happen <laughs> how did this happen how did this lady with limited mobility outsmart these five men yeah and kill them with her eyes closed honestly biggest thing yes. kill them with her eyes closed i mm-hmm. really suspected that tanya was in on it <clears throat> excuse me from like not in on it but i i really thought that she knew from and then this episode we start to get signs throughout the whole thing that she really has no fucking clue until she talks Portia um which was a hilarious conversation because it's actually funny they basically quoted Maddie in in our um so funny in what episode was it was it episode five our discussion and Maddie is just like oh my god he's fucking his uncle and they both said those exact words yes Yes. just so funny yes I couldn't believe it when she said those words and then when Portia confronted Jack boy I was I was shocked anyways my point is Tanya she put it together and she got the gun, she shot, she killed them, she took them down and then she tries to get off the boat because she's freaking out. She just killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And the the crazy thing is I just want to point out about this is that like we I think do know that their intent was to murder her, but we don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the only leading thing that really kind of for me solidified all of that was Jack and Portia's situation because Jack did distract her. He did not take her back to the, you know, the hotel. He takes her to the airport. So for me, that corroborated the whole story. I was like, okay, yeah, they're definitely trying to kill her. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, I've been looking, Mike White has been talking a lot. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge has been talking a lot. They've done a couple interviews since since the finale came out um which now was two days ago or two, like the night before last night um and they both said that like yeah it's in the story they were gonna kill her like so it's yeah. not confirmed in in the actual story right but mm-hmm. uh we know just i mean i guess like if we're talking about it from a director audience point of view was mm-hmm. that gonna happen was supposed to happen yeah so it was you know, it's funny because she made it through 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's crazy because, you know, rich white people's, you know, their survival skills are basically zero. You've said this many times and mm-hmm. I am directly quoting you. <laughs> but she actually did do all the right things. You know, I actually, I had it on while I was cooking dinner. So I was kind of catching glimpses of it. And I saw it the second time where she goes into the room. She locks the door, but not only does she lock it, she jiggles the handle mm-hmm. to make sure that bitch is locked. And I was like, you know, praise the good Lord, baby mm-hmm. Jesus for doing that. Because yeah, like so many times, Will, in a scary movie, they get the killer or the the aggressor you shoot him once, but you hit him in like the shoulder and then they run. I'm like, no, empty the clip. Yeah. Not trying to, you know, incriminate anybody, but I'm like, you would need to ensure your safety. Mm-hmm. Ensure yeah. your safety. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to ensure mine. If anything yeah. ever went down, I'm going to make sure I'm getting out of there. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think that I, I'm looking at this episode so much more from the lens of like audience writing director because it's the end of it. It's the end of the storyline. Um, so, and I think that like just Mike White did her justice before she died this derpy death. Yeah. In his words, because yeah. of those things, you know, like he, he specifically put in those details to make it like Tanya's not going to go out on on account of her being just dumb right Right. she didn't die actually anyone else's hands too that's another thing that i noticed like she was fully autonomous as fucked up and as shitty as that is i'm like you handled what you needed to handle and then you just you couldn't get out of it yourself you panicked and you know what i think also when i watched it a second time they pan to the boat and like it's kind of far away and you see her standing on it like trying to you know juggle with should I jump should I not and I think there's a little like door right there right fucking there that she didn't see and it would have been easier for her to open that it still would have been a jump but to like jump down into the water and just go feet first like slide off of your butt and then climb into the boat well, as if there's not, like, you have to get on the boat somehow. There are stairs to the bottom deck, right? Like, so yeah. it's like, there's this idea that, like, okay, she is not dumb. And she, like, like you said, not, she died on her own accord. She's not going to be dumb and die at, at the hands of somebody else. But she is dumb enough to die, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you know, on her, like, just because she's being dumb, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's crazy how, like, she has this, this, like, fight or flight when she's being attacked, but no fight or flight when she needs to save herself, right? Or, like, no, she has fight or flight, but, like, no, like, like, sense of, like, you know, I don't know. that. So that, that's kind of interesting. I, I'm happy that that was the way she went, not necessarily that she went, uh you know i don't know i just i love her so yeah like overall um (sighs) well and you know she also not only got that but she did get a pretty good vacation i mean there was some anxiety at the end but like she had some fun with the gays she had an italian dream she had her little monica vitti like that was i'm not condoning any of this i'm just saying like I'm gonna go out, go out, fucking a hot Italian guy after riding a Vespa. 
and yeah. having an entire party being coked up and having an entire party <laughs> dedicated to your death like yeah. that's the way to go out you know maddie and i actually oh my god that's such a together. positive way of spinning that well maddie and i actually watched this together when it came out and um not together together but like on facetime uh yeah. and and I was just like, honestly, like she, because when she's at the table and she realized what's happening and she keeps ordering more wine. And I literally said to Maddie, I was like, if I die sober, that sucks. Like, I don't want to die. Like, I'm just like, so she's kind of like, she's, she's prolonging it. She's not trying to get drunk, but I'm like, but might as well, you know what I mean? Like, if you think that you're on a fucking boat that's anchored like hundreds of yards out from whatever and you have this fucking hitman coming to get you right like it's just like yeah. if you think that it's your last you might as well get drunk right like you yeah. might as well so like that that's how i feel about it that's i'm not saying that that's how you know it should be but like so i remember saying that and i think that like she went out with a really really great vacation it was actually really funny because I was in, uh, my job has this like uh, Peruvian coffee and like pastry place right next to it. And um, I was in there earlier and like every, there were so many women in there and the owner of it, they were all talking about the White Lotus. And Hell I was like, yeah. oh, I came with a perfect time. Yes. But everybody was basically just saying like, yeah, like R.I.P. Tanya, but <laughs> what a place to, like Sicily, like what a place, you know what I mean? What? Yeah. So you're totally right. Like, like, and I think that Mike White, you know, he has said it in interviews um, that he really hates that he killed her, but, you know, he felt like it was necessary and for all of his I reasons. Agree. I just want to say something here saying that it's necessary. Like I thought of this today. I feel like it was super Game of Thrones of him and I am here for it. Mm -hmm. Cut off. Wait, I shouldn't say that. Let me not spoil a season one big spoiler of fucking oh Game God. of Thrones. It was over 10 years ago that this happened. So Okay, <laughs> you're absolutely correct. I'm going to spoil it right now, but fair warning. Um, It was giving like fucking Eddard Stark in the first season cutting off the head. Cutting off his head. I was like, oh, fuck. You know, that is kind of what that reminded me of. And I... As much as I hated it, because I love Jennifer Coolidge, like, what an icon of, like, my childhood and life, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I saw her in a lot of movies growing up, um, like we all did. So it's, and it's so nice to see her on screen like that. Yeah. So, like, to see her go, I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I didn't want this. I didn't want this. But I also appreciated, like, I, I think it's, you, sometimes you get what you need, <laughs> Yeah. You know, because I don't yeah, think anything could have talked to that really. Like that was none of us thought he would do that. Yeah. Um, I loved this uh Rolling Stones lyric that you just that you just shut out. <laughs> Hell you can't yeah. Always get what you want, but you get what you need. Yeah, because uh, we're going hoes. I am I am um okay, I'm just gonna give overall thoughts really quick because overall thoughts uh directly pertain to Tanya and you know, and everybody else, but um, I was not happy mm -hmm. and not, I think in the way that most people are unhappy because Tanya died. I'm not unhappy that she died. Um, I'm unhappy because I, you know, and the thing is, is like, I've been on Reddit mm -hmm. and I've been on Twitter and I've been asking everybody that's talking about it in the discord and all that stuff. Like, 
was it a rumor that Mike White said that he, if he's making White Lotus, he's gonna, he, Tanya will be in it. Jennifer Coolidge will be mm-hmm. in it. Like, as long as he's making it. Pretty sure it's not a rumor. It's been said. I haven't fact-checked myself before this because I'm fucking exhausted. So, like, give me a break, people. But, um, you know, so I I'm, I try to fact-check it just with people that are, are really uh, knowledgeable in this and, and know all the facts. But, um. I'm pissed off because that was my idea from the very beginning was that Tanya was going to be the constant character. She was going to be the one thing that weaves all these seasons together. And Mm -hmm. so her dying, it was not only unexpected, but also as expected, like it was so on the nose the entire time that I feel like it was almost used like, okay, if Mike White did say this and then just went back on his word, that's not him just leading us in a different direction. That's just like like a blatant lie where you just committed to something and then uncommitted, you know, and I don't want to say anything negative about him because he's brilliant, but so that, that was my first, I'll just say that was my first instant reaction to it was she, first of all, she wasn't supposed to die. And second of all, uh, she, it, it, and it wasn't, I guess just about that, but it was the fact that the, just the gaze and her died. So that was already like a misinterpretation from the very beginning, which I had said mm-hmm. could happen because we're translating right. from Italian to English and Rocco says other guests have died. And I was like, okay, well that can't account for any of the gays because they're not guests at the hotel. They're visitors, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not actually checked in, you know? So it was just a lot of stuff that like, I really wanted a big aha moment and I didn't mm-hmm. get that. And <clears throat> so that kind of I just felt like I just felt a little flat after it um you know I that. yeah so so I think that like it just it like there was a big build-up for a big time like what I was expecting and I'm not mad that what I was expecting didn't happen I almost didn't want what I expected to happen I, agree. I like but you didn't want that to happen yeah, I, I just didn't want yeah. that. I didn't, I, I didn't want that to happen. Or if that was what happened, I wanted something else to happen on top of it. I didn't want, especially right. because, like, when we think about it, we were with all of these characters the whole time, and Quentin only came in in season in episode four, so we only mm-hmm. had him for three episodes and all of the gays, and so we hardly got a chance really to like. I don't know, like, like attached to them where mm-hmm. I was so attached to everybody else. And I was like, that's going to be the gut punches. If one of these yeah. first episode characters died, that would be the big one. And I was expecting that sort of thing. And yeah, it wasn't as it. tragic yeah. as yeah. I thought it was going to be, honestly. And I have been thinking and pondering a lot on it. It's a really tricky one to answer again like my main thing is like I'm like I do think that Mike White is smart and he Game of Thrones did like of course and the thing is like this whole thing has been satire and you know like I don't even think it's that he committed and then uncommitted I think that he's satirical in nature and I think that he's a like that as a as a person not that he's a liar or deceptive but I think that that is the thrill of it, right? Yeah. Like, you, I think it's what Daphne says in the episode, actually. Like, you can love somebody truly and know 
so much about them, but you'll never truly know what goes on in their mind. Yeah, you'll never fully know them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I think at a certain point in life, we all do recognize that. And it is a gamble every time. And that's why people are always like, don't trust anyone. Don't try. And I believe that fully and truly, too. I'm like, don't fucking trust anybody. Mm-hmm. You should not. Mm-hmm. T- watch out for you. You got to watch out for number one period yeah you know so like even in your closest relationships you are taking a risk and you have to that's something that like you have to weigh with and be like am I okay with this and can I trust them enough yeah I know I think that I um am not looking at Mike White as a boyfriend where I know I can never 100% trust you (laughs) but like I'm looking at Mike White as a creator and I'm like okay cool like you know I don't know I'm just it just it felt like I I, like I was just like huh like really like it Mm -hmm. just it was and I still haven't really like worked through you know all of it yet but um I guess that's why we're doing this right like I wanted to get on and give raw like my raw feelings for it before actually sitting on it and thinking on and and trying to come up with like a politically correct way of saying how I felt but I'm just like no like this is how I felt like I felt um I felt like I was deceived deceived right I think we it and it was kind of underwhelming I think especially ending with like a derpy death as Mike White had you know and that's the thing is like exactly like it it was all of them died no one cared right because mm-hmm. we weren't attached to them and we knew mm-hmm. that they i mean and that was and that, maybe no one that, cared about them either exactly, yeah, in no, their lives to and be maybe, honest exactly and really and maybe it was like a lot of like this season way more so than last season because i watched last season as it was coming out i was in the discord i was on reddit i was in on twitter i was fully engaged with everyone mm-hmm. that was talking about last season but we like there was not nearly as much buzz as this season and this season literally every theory was true every mm-hmm. single one of them well not every single i mean there are some fucking crazy ones but most of the ones right the cowboy being craig and yeah. or, or greg and lucia scamming and you know blah 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 the gays blackmailing her trying mm-hmm. to kill her whatever it was all of this like it ended up being true craziest one being the cowboy being greg right um which we will get to but uh you know i it's so i feel like oh that might have made it more overwhelming because like we knew almost immediately that the gays like i mean we loved them for what they brought tanya and portia because they were like i was here we were both here for jack and quentin giving them what they needed in the moment but like it always comes with a price and we know that. And, you know, so like the signs were there, you can almost, you almost immediately know that there's some, there's some shicey shit happening. So, um, you know, so I think that like, it was just, it was also just so fucking on the nose. And I'm like, last season, it was just so different from last season. I was expecting something that was like gut wrenching because we all loved um, Armand Murray Bartlett, the one that played Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. hotel manager last season and that was such a shock and but it was just it was so poetic that it was him and it was Shane and it was unexpected and un you know uh like so we I guess we're expecting something like that whereas like Tanya her situation was like not only on the nose but like not expected because 
of what Mike White has said to press, not yes. that there were things leading us. And then it's it's just like I almost feel like all of the God, I'm sorry guys if I just sound so negative with it. I'm just trying to be honest. Um not only that, but it just felt like a lot of the like the details and the artistic, you know, the art and the references and all of this, like all the artistic references, the movies and the paintings and the opera and the music and everything that was going on um was just flat. It just fell fucking flat, it felt like. Yeah. You know, so, it- okay, so I want to talk about this really quickly. Another thing that I was thinking about, and I do want to shout out Jenna, which you reminded me of, um, because she brought up Jenna for those who don't know. Um, she oh, does. Yes. So sorry. Yeah. So she does <laughs> she did the last pod with us, the theories pod, and mm-hmm. she also did our series of Lord of the Rings, Rings, Rings of Power. Of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out at O Jenna Elise mm-hmm. on pretty much all of her handles except for one, but I can't remember Twitch. what it is. Twitch. Twitch, Twitch is just Jenna okay. Elise. But yeah, we want to make sure that we shouted her out um because it was something actually Maddie brought up this point and I was like, Oh shit, we have to talk about that in the pod because it's a very good point that I didn't even think about. Yeah, so a lot of the artwork um was very, I would say, based in like tragic endings. And one of the paintings that I had referenced in in an earlier pod, which I can't remember which one it is right now off the top of my head, but it was based on a Shakespearean poem. And Jenna had mentioned Othello, which is also a Shakespearean play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Shakespeare is tragic. Yeah, it's tragic. Always. Like, it's always a tragic drama. It always ends in tragedy. It always ends bad. Uh, so I thought, like, it was really, I think, f- kind of funny and satirical that all of these different stories, even the heads, you know, like, ending up with someone, the the not the wife, but the mistress killing the guy who ends up being the husband. Like that's the story. They're all tragic, but this ended not terribly for a lot of people. Specifically the locals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think even for Tanya, like her death wasn't tragic. Mm -hmm. Like, it could have been she probably didn't even die right away she probably just hit her head really hard and passed out like if that would have been on the boat she may have survived because she hit the front i believe well now i'm almost just like waiting for her fucking to come back next season because she's not actually dead you know like now i'm just like all right cool give me no lines to go by thanks i hate this place but no, no. somebody said on Twitter, actually, um, I'll try to find it and shout them out in the description, but somebody was like, Tanya's twin sister is going to show up in the Maldives. I saw that too. Yeah. But, um, spread her ashes. Yeah. But to piggyback off of, um, what you were saying and why we brought up, uh, Jenna was she had said, and it was a very good point that everyone in the first season, the locals in the first season seemed to suffer the most, right? We had Murray Bartlett Mm -hmm. who was living there who died. We had the woman who had the fucking pregnancy, like the birth in the locker mm-hmm. room. Their changing yeah. room. We had the the one local guy that got arrested. The the woman that was running the spa there got fucked over by Tanya. Like it was just, it just felt yeah. like a very local like 
the white the rich white people came in they shat on everybody and they left and right. this was the exact opposite yeah the locals made <laughs> out um by the way just finishing my thought another thing that i wanted to say about the artwork and tanya's death specifically so i truly thought that there was going to be a suicide like a like a i am very upset and sorry trigger warning but like you know i thought it was going to be more of like a, i am very upset within my life and i just don't want to be here anymore Same. and i think what was really interesting about some of that foreshadowing from like paintings and stuff that were throughout the series because there is one painting that the story is that the the victim ends up uh committing suicide but that leads to like the formation of the roman republic because mm -hmm. her family avenges her um i thought it was so interesting that tanya dies a derby death and it's it's almost like a weird it's not a suicide but like it almost i think when police come they could almost look at it like a murder suicide mm -hmm. because you know I, I think they're probably smarter than that and we're like okay this bitch I tried mean, to get off the boat yeah and the thing is it's like it's not a suicide but she did kill herself so. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Exactly what I was trying to say. So mm -hmm. like it was like so weird that it it happened like that, but I thought that was like a really I don't know, I'm still processing it, so I'm trying to figure out like if there's more meaning behind that. And honestly, if you guys if the listeners have have read anything or have done your research on Reddit already, please send us an email. Like no. I I would love to hear your fucking thoughts. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree, and I think that, I mean, maybe they weren't all, you know, when I was probably a little bit harsh when I said, like, all of those artistic references fell flat. Um, I think that when I was saying that, because, like, and the thing is, it's not just in the art, it's also, like, Madame Butterfly, which was a huge thing. And, exactly, and who also committed Madame Butterfly. Exactly, so, like, the and the songs from Madame Butterfly carried throughout the next mm -hmm. two episodes, so, like, it was almost like i don't know like literally the last song in the opera of madame butterfly was playing at the end of episode six when tanya was with niccolo right yeah right yes niccolo niccolo piccolo um, yeah, niccolo sorry <laughs> so so it's like you know there was just so much detail and i literally said mike white was the beyonce of tv because of how much detail was in it and I feel like that's just a letdown of like, oh God, it sucks saying this, but like, I don't, I'm not taking it back. I think that the details were great, but I, I just, I can't help but believe that like, cause I'm not just talking about Tanya here. And I, 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 I do want to start talking about the other characters too, but like, it felt like there was so much reference um with all things artistic and with for every other character that ended up being nothing because this is a murder mystery right sure. and i think that if it wasn't pitched as like multiple bodies dead blah blah blah, blah you know then may and, and maybe that maybe that's the thing is we're expecting everybody our targets are on everybody we're right right everybody. of course and instead, we should just be watching them for their stories and not for mm -hmm. who dies. And I think that yeah. maybe that's where, like, I got ahead of myself. And I think a lot of people did 
or I could be saying completely unpopular. I have no idea if I'm say- if spitting hot takes or no, not. I, I haven't read anything online. I honestly felt the same way. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I really had to think about it. And I don't think that you're being harsh. I do think that this show is ambiguous on purpose, even with the artwork. And for me, you know, I'm an I'm a student of art. I do have a bachelor's in art history. So I really have to think about these things. I'm like, why would they do this? And maybe they, maybe it's not that intentional, you know, but I think that it is intentional to make people want to tie it together. I think that part is intentional where they're like, we're going to thing. We know that they're significant. We know that they kind of have to do with the storyline. And we know that people can have very interesting thoughts and conversation about how these things may relate to one another. So I think on, and you know, just art is really hard. So I think for you, someone who is not trained, and I think most people are not trained in fucking art history. I mean, we know our bits and pieces, our Michelangelo's, our, our fucking David's, you know what I mean? But like, I... I think that it was probably a bit intentional there to do that. And that is what I was saying is that's what I don't like. I don't like that it's a murder mystery because that encapsulates, like that swallows everything. So it takes away the meaning behind the actual art Mm. in it, right? Like there was art about rape and there was art about suicide and there's art about, you know, like all these different things like that really did pertain to each person's story individually as they should have but because it is all under the umbrella of this is a murder mystery show we think that everything has a violent end it's all going to end up in death and that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. is like the murder mystery of it takes away from the artistic value that's what okay. i'm saying that's why i feel like oh, the art what is because throughout the when we're when we're like studying it paying attention to it and noticing all the details we're not thinking about this plays into their story in a way that's gonna that that where they end up at the end in their relationship we think about it is you know is this is this gonna relate to their death you know like the whole time with Aubrey Plaza Harper's character being around that painting of someone being molested we're thinking, oh my God, Cam molest her the whole time. Like that mm-hmm. that's what's in the back of our minds because of the because of the art, right? Because I mean, he did art. molest her fucking marriage. I mean, yeah, but like the thing is, is throughout we're not looking at it like that. And like that's why I just I like so what I'm saying is that like I wish that the murder mystery was taken out of it, right? And that we got to see all of these storylines play out, knowing that well, none of them died. But okay, so what if you categorize it as, it, I guess it would just be a drama if it wasn't a murder mystery. Because technically right? it's not a murder mystery, it's an anthology series. So like, it's not, but like that, that's okay. the thing is like, it's this, it, it's it, the whole thing in the beginning. And that's what, that's well, okay. what we were all focused and, and I think, I think actually this is an important conversation because honestly, like I, I never felt like the first season was a murder mystery either. Like it was happenstance. It was just weird like a weird timing and aggression and boiling points of people <laughs> and like it came to a head it it wasn't yeah, like oh don't know that until the very end. so that's what i'm saying is watching this week by week what are we talking what are we thinking i mean and, and the thing is is like i will say that maddie and i have been different here the entire time whereas i'm was consistently 
focusing on who dies and who's the killer. Whereas Maddie was like, even in the theories pod, you were like, I'm not even going to guess who dies and who's the killer, right? Like we've mm-hmm. had conversations of it, but I don't think that that was your focus. Whereas I think that that was my focus. Sure. And I wish I... that it wasn't my focus because I probably would have enjoyed it and the okay. ending a lot more. Actually, okay, that's a great point. I think that's probably why I enjoyed the ending more than you did because uh, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, yes, I was expecting like a a climactic moment, but I wasn't expecting what I expected. And I kn- like I knew that deep in my bones. I was like, mm, I'm just gonna hold my shit real quick. Like I'm just gonna hold off. Let's not fucking jump down all of these lanes. Let me just see what happens. And I think like because I was so interested in the art and the more nuanced things and trying not to expect too much from them. I'm like, okay, this is interesting, but like, let me just see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We can see people who are aggressors. Like, you know, cam, what an alpha, right? Like throughout the series, but that last episode with Ethan arguing Harper, I mean, I loved Ethan throughout the whole series and yeah, he had some bad moments where he did not handle the situation correctly. We discussed that last pod, but he also had some moments where he did, but this episode when he got upset was like, I know you haven't lied to me before, but you're lying to me now. The way he said that was fucking scary. I was like, bitch, no, you are like the way that Daphne was in the beginning episode was like, oh, Cam can like go off. Like he has a long fuse, but he can go off that moment that Ethan did that. That's how that felt to me. I was like, oh, you've been struggling for a few days and now you're going to fucking go off and be like, you're fucking lying to me. I mean, but she was. Okay. Yeah. But no, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be an antagonist to you. I'm just saying, uh, just saying the facts. So she I'm, he wasn't wrong. Right. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. Like, I didn't mean to be like, okay, <laughs> but my point being is like the way that he handled it was shitty and he lied to her too a little bit not a straight lie but he lied by omitting parts of the story when she asked and she even said stop gaslighting me but she didn't fucking yell at him she didn't go crazy she didn't get in his face because women aren't fucking like that and just i don't know the way that he aggressed that situation pissed me off and i shouldn't say women aren't like that cancel me now honestly but you know like Harper wasn't like that with him. Harper wasn't like that with him. She was not like that towards the way that he acted towards her. She did not do that. Yeah. So that's was my thing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Oh my god. Uh, oh the gender wars. But I mean, they're happy. Apparently, I think you know it's funny. It's just like all the two of them needed to do was cheat. That was our biggest question was like, what the fuck did Ethan and Daphne do when they fucked off on the island? Oh, definitely fucked her. I mean, yeah, that's what it it seems like. Or got a blowjob or took his dick out, whatever the fuck he said to Harper. So it's like both, all of them just need to fuck each other. And then they're at the airport, like peachy keen. Right. So. So, okay, I'm glad that you brought this up. So, I agree with this. I am actually super happy for Harper and um, Ethan. I'm glad that they're in a good place. And we will talk about this fucking sex scene. But I also want to talk about how, like, I think that they're in an okay place for now. 
they believe that like they've fixed something but i do think you know cam in earlier episodes was like you know you can eat a bunch of hot dogs at a hot dog eating contest and gorge yourself and be like i'm never gonna do that again but a few days later you're hungry Mm -hmm. so i'm like how much i don't know like again it works for some people it can work for uh dam and caffney as we've shipped them Mm -hmm. cam and daphne uh but I don't know if that formula works for everyone. Of course it doesn't. Right. And I think that like for Ethan and Harper right now, it's like, okay, well, how much time and how much like shit are you guys going to do to, well, and again, like, I can't predict it. You're either going to see that it works or you're going to see that it doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that like more times than not, it probably doesn't work. And I'm not saying because people are strictly monogamous but i do think that it's really really hard to have open communication all of the time and be really really true with your feelings even if you're a really true person i think you don't want to hurt people so like i imagine that an open relationship is a lot of really hard conversations and you have to have enough heart and thick skin and trust in the other person to be okay with all of the things that you might encounter so and honestly fucking kudos to those people i honestly think that like if you're in a polyamorous or a fucking open relationship you probably would be great in senate or just in (laughs) government because like you're just more even keel like you can have these hard conversations yeah, and come to right conclusions what it is it's it, just yeah, yeah like do you know i don't know like maybe i'm reaching and making a jump but i i do think that like there's something to say for the courage and the bravery and the tenacity that it takes to want to find solutions and find solutions to complex situations yeah um, you know, and that's not even to say that like Ethan and Harper continue on this, you know, this yeah. step out. It could have been a one-time thing. It could now forever be a thing. I who the fuck knows? I mean, I think that maybe it was something that like I mean, the way that um Will Sharp has talked about Ethan in this last episode was just that you know, Ethan just needed to let out the demon and actually like let himself be emotional and and break down for once and you know and and i think that like he really like that whole situation broke his wall down and i think that's all harper needed so like i wouldn't be surprised if they are faithful forever right at all like i wouldn't be surprised at all i don't know like it's not just because you know that like this one situation happens isn't to say that they're now open completely Mm -hmm you know yeah yeah Um, i don't know very hard to predict i think you're right it probably could go either way like either they're like okay that was an experience that like we needed to just like get closer to one another yeah we just needed to realize that like Mm -hmm. this shit is fucked up and like this is what people out here are doing and we don't have to live that life Mm -hmm. or we can realize that like this is sad and i think that like something like that probably would hold you over for like a while be like okay like i'm good or like you wouldn't be willing to do that every weekend i don't know like even cam and uh daphne like i don't think they're out here screwing people every week or going out on wednesday nights you know like this is like a vacation shit or like oh you're out of town i'm seeing my trainer shit like it's less I don't know, sloppy 
you know, like they have it more contained and like systematic. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's very hard to predict where Har- uh, Harper and Ethan will be, though. Yeah. Um, I think it could go either way. But I think that like who they were before, it most likely will hold them over for a really long time. They'll have that spark for a long time and then like it'll fade back a little bit and then, you know, maybe they'll venture. Yeah. And they'll keep it quiet and sustained and and kind of under wraps and systematic, like whatever, and they'll figure it out. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about relationships uh, open or closed um i've been perpetually single for a very long time and my last relationships have sucked so (laughs) no idea the makings of a successful relationship no fucking clue this girl but yeah i don't know i'm just like like honestly i find that that part of it almost so uninteresting to be honest like i just i feel like like with her like it was interesting when we were watching it. It was interesting seeing the dynamics and the jealousy and the insecurity and all of that play out because the, the, all those things are so um, relatable. But I guess like the the outcomes of them are are like almost like I'm just like, okay, well, I can't really relate to this because I've never been in a situation like this. So, but like, I think that um, I will say just like talking about the the couples and where they're at by the end of this and then what where we think they're going to go forward like Daphne and Cam um they were in the beginning they're the exact same they're the exact same and it was so annoying because I was like Queen Daph I really wanted you to kill somebody I really wanted her to just murk someone um I actually thought she was gonna get more screen time for some reason like I really thought like she was gonna be the queen of the episode and it did not feel like that she got like one little beach fuck scene with Ethan which we didn't even see the fucking which I think they cheated us out of 100% 100% which by the way I'm so sorry to train you but we need to fucking talk about the sex between Harper and Ethan boy yeah that was great my god my god thank you we loved it. It was fucking hot. Um, Will Sharp, you have a bubble butt. You probably know this. Sorry. He's got, he's just got like, oof, an athletic butt is so nice because it just like. He's cut. It's just. This man is cut the fuck up. His muscles were popping out everywhere. I was like, Jesus, sir. Like you're, he's a runner. He's a track star. I wonder if Mm. he looks like that all the time or if he like seriously shredded for this. I feel like they do for the roles, but I don't know. Sometimes you're just blessed with that physique, but I, you know what? It's not even that like to have a physique like that, even if you're blessed with it, you're working for it. 100%. No one is born with a body like that. Absolutely. No, that is not genetic, baby. That is, that is. yeah um so after they both cheat on each other fucking i think that they both just i think especially for ethan he realizes and i just want to say like in a very adult way so like yeah it's cool the jealousy and all the shit in a group but i think the reason that it ended like it did is because guess what we're adults and we have to go back to our fucking lives Mm -hmm. and deal with our day-to-day shit you know Mm -hmm. so like it's nice that they were able to find their spark and be able to like go home for the time yeah no and i think that that one of the most interesting moments with them is like it's not the fight with cam and and ethan it's not 
Ethan running off with Daphne. It's it, like, uh, like the sex was the best part of the episode for sure. Besides Portia saying, so you fuck your uncle. Like, Oh God. Number ones. But, um, it was like, I was not breathing when they were all sitting down for dinner and Ethan and Harper sat at a different table and Cam was just like, Oh, Hey guys with a fucking busted eye and just acted like nothing was happening. And I was like, huh? That's a first. Yeah. That was wild as fuck. That was wild as fuck. Um, but yeah, just, I, you know, Ethan and fucking Harper at the dinner, they both seem like annoyed. And, you know, it's, I do think that something happened with Cam and Harper for sure too, because she's like, you're an idiot. And I think to be that comfortable, like criticizing somebody, you probably fucked them, especially in that, like, yeah, that was his like, whole thing. And that was his whole justification. Yeah. Friends her after. Yeah. Right. But the fact that he, Oh God, it was just nice. It was just nice when he fucked her. It seemed like, I think what I enjoyed most about their scene is like, obviously they're hot. It's just aesthetically pleasing. But what Mm. I really enjoyed is like the way that their love kind of came together and like this one moment, especially for Ethan, I'm like, okay, like you're not just, you're not fucking her like a hoe. You're not just like, this is some, I'm just going to dog this bitch out. You know, like, it's not like that. Like, it's not like he's mad at the cheating and has moved past and is going to like anger fucker. You know, he's, he's like, I'm going to fuck you like my wife. Like, I love you. And it was, it was nice. It was really nice. Like it was passionate. It was beautiful. Um, he was like controlling but soft he went down on her immediately i was like fucking hats off dude like you you know what the fuck you're doing for your wife and like that is commendable Mm -hmm. i don't know if the cheating is but it it worked for them i guess you know so like and that's fine like whatever they seem it seems like they're okay with it right now and i think that like they were like okay like we're okay like we survived it's it really it feels like um now that i think about it it's funny when i'm thinking of cam and ethan and like how ethan progressed through this episode from being very angry to to then realizing that harper actually did calling her out on her shit realizing that she actually did hook up with cameron to then fucking her the way that he did it fell it, it was like of course he did because he fucked cameron's wife like they yeah. both fucked each other's wives. That's why it's it's just a constant pissing contest. Like it's just yeah. a forever more pissing contest, and they're using each other's wives to do that. And that's why both of them ended up with smiles on their faces because even though their wives got fucked, they still mm-hmm. got their homeboy's wife. Right. Like, and actually, I want to bring this up. Um, I'm really glad that you fucking rounded it out to that. So still, like, even though the women kind of got, they're getting benefits, like, they're still paying more in expense. And I want to segue this into Albie really quick, because Albie, you know, you really hated the manipulation with him and his dad getting the 50,000 euros for mm-hmm. fucking Lucia. And, you know, I didn't like it, but I also didn't like that Dom called him a mark. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what your kid is asking you for. You don't, you don't ever criticize your child that way. Like you're going to be real with them, but like, uh, you do not have to stoop to calling them names. Like I would never 
call my child a derogatory term ever. Never, 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 never. You never like I that really fucked me up. Whether or not he is or deserved it, like let your peers tell you that. Let Portia tell you that. Let your friend tell you that. Your family, your your parent, no. Your sibling, fine. Your parent, absolutely the fuck not. Like you are you're supposed to build your child up. I don't care what fucked up shit they're going through. So that's me on that. But um I wanted to bring this up about Albi because he <laughs> You know, he's like, before, like, Lucia, I don't want to exploit you. I don't want to. And so he's exploiting his dad, which is fine because it's man on man crime. I'm good with that. But he, in return, even though he's helping Lucia, he's actually exploiting his mom. Literally. And that really fucking pissed me off because I'm like, you know, in the end, you got played and you know it and you say it to fucking Portia and you set your mom up again on a road for fucking failure, you asshole. So as much as I want to love him, and maybe I think like he is pretty progressive and liberal enough and like thought forward enough to that f- he is is the I problem. think in ten years he'll see that he was fucked up. Like I think that he's he's on the path enough to be like, oh, wow, like, I was fucked up then. Like, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like, I think that, like, his father and his grandfather probably can't ever get to those places, but I do think that, like, Albie still has time and so I think that, I think that, that, so that's the thing, is, like, I think that, especially in this episode, we, we see like, the similarities between the three of them and the differences. And I think last episode, too, when we had the conversation with Dom and Burr at the dinner table without Albie, Dom is showing actual signs of remorse, whereas Bert, even with the women, their family members that that drove them away, said, like, oh, I had a dream that these banshees kicked us out, whatever. And yeah. I was, I immediately was like, is this dementia? And Maddie said, like, no, he's... No. Like he's making himself feel better. He's making this up in his head. It's a story. Like it's a story to help. He's like he's his fucking rejection and to cope. Exactly. So like, and that is very smart. Whereas like, I don't think I think Dom was on that road, and we can see like even just him like looking at his daughter's wedding pictures and crying, and you know, um, like I we can see that he is on like he has remorse. Doesn't make him a good guy, but he has remorse. And then Albie, we see coming fucking cutthroat this episode for a woman, which is opposite his father and his grandfather, but also morally fucked at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, like, yeah, you know, Albie is this feminist, progressive, millennial or Gen Z, however old he is, guy. Probably Gen Z. Honestly, I don't think him and Portia, now that I'm thinking about it, are any older than 23. Um, they fucking can't be. They're both idiots. They're both so dumb. Um, seriously. And so I'm just like, like seeing that, I was just like, okay, like you see that your dad is actually remorseful and mm-hmm. you see that your dad is, can be a victim of, you know, this, he's like exploiting him, uh, fucking not necessarily blackmailing him but you know i i don't know it was just cl- like serious manipulation it was very like I, t- I said maddie said this to maddie in the beginning another godfather reference like even just 
the way that Albie walks up to Dom sitting alone at the table, like just very Godfather like. And I was like, okay, like this is fucked. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like at the end of it, who is the real victim here is the mom, even though she sounds like she's on the phone. Like when Dom calls her, she sounds like she's with another guy for sure. But um, which he yeah. doesn't even seem bothered, honestly. I think he's just like thankful. He's like, okay, do you? And I'm thankful to have someone in my corner. Yeah um you know and he might not even expect it because a lot of times you know i think that you don't when i don't know i don't know but you know so it was it was interesting seeing albie be the the manipulator and yeah and and i think probably the um like the aggressor by proxy so i and what i want to say the reason that i still have faith in albie is because i think he didn't think it through i think with his mom because of how hopeful he was with lucia i do think that because of his young age and not to be ageist but it does come with a lot of experience and learning and he's rich so he has right he went to stanford you know like he's privileged sure so i think that like some of these real world experiences like and lucia probably did like him genuinely enough to fuck him three nights in a row and get this $50,000, but it was never real, you know, like, I I think it, it was just a lesson. So I think he held out hope. He didn't know better, truly. And I think that like, but that's the shitty thing is like, okay, this is what you stoop to, to what? Get the, the well, right, he's still, right. He still sacrificed his, his mom's well-being for And his whole for relationship love. with his dad. I mean, that's so yeah. fucked. Like now is the relationship with his dad is now purely transactional from this point on. That's true. That's a really good point. You know so what? It's be, like, yeah. So Albie, not only right. are you a fucking Mark, because he is, you know, Dom shouldn't have called him that. You're right. But that's the point is that he fucking is and until he learns better by making his own mistakes you know and making mistakes on behalf of his entire family right like he won't learn so you know but that's the thing is like he not only put his mother in jeopardy manipulated her lied to Mm -hmm. her and Mm -hmm. then manipulated his dad made his whole trans like his whole relationship with his dad transactional just to get just to get shit on anyways. And I'm like, okay. And like, and then to show up at the airport and look like you have zero remorse. Like it's just nothing to him. And like he said to Dom, $50,000 was nothing to you. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not your money. Like it's that you're not, you're not like, I don't know. It's just like Albie with his entitlement. I said this with Portia. He feels like when she was talking to Jack, I'm like, what makes you feel so entitled that you can come up on her conversation and invade her space like that you're not entitled to that you're not in, you're like and then it was lucia she was the only time that we ever see albie take the backtrack because lucia was such a like she she was just i don't she was like a force to be reckoned with like he couldn't be like that yeah. but then he goes yeah. up to his dad and acts entitled to his money like That's and true. then you know it's, it's just true. like you are an entitled little prick. You're a piece. I'll of be the out. bad guy. He's not like and and he has to learn. And honestly, we've said this before. Really, I think it's the product of his environment. I'm not saying that like 
like it's all parenting it's definitely some parenting it's like it's a, it, he's a well, yeah there's some generational trauma there the well, fuck for sure, for sure and then also he grew up privileged right he, yeah right? so it's like it there's this entitlement along with not having any fucking brain cell of street smart you know so and- it's so crazy I, I i again i'm gonna segue i'm glad that you brought that up um product of your environment so it's he didn't grow up in a bad environment, but he still ended up being bad because there were some bad or some like more negative forces in his life. But someone who bad even if everything is good though too. Well, exactly. And someone who probably did grow up with pretty bad forces around them is Jack. And let me just cue the Taylor Swift right now. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. He, I knew it. He was too fucking good looking and too funny. I was like, no, bitch, you're going to be bad. You're going to be bad, bad, bad. And he turned out to be, and I'll quote, deranged. Yes. Fucking deranged, volatile, scary as fuck. Portia also, no fucking survival skills. Oh, my God. I mean, thank God she, something was tinkering, but she was like frozen in fear. I was like, girl, you need to take action. Literally, Mike White being a survival or survivor like contestant, I'm just like, I just want him to send Albie and Portia to a fucking island by themselves. Survivor, see how put them on the season of Survivor. Like just the two of them, because I'm like, holy fucking shit, you know? Like, yeah. And you really like, because I really expected, I expected Allie to get conned for sure, uh, Albie to get conned for sure. But, like, I didn't expect him to hit his dad with that manipulation. And I'm like, okay, you really think you're big shit right now, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. but, like, too bad it's not going to be worth anything because Lucha fucking leaves your ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, poetic justice. But then with Portia, like, she, you can tell she started noticing the signs the night Early before. Early on. So the fact that she even left her phone out in the open to charge overnight. Stupid. Girl. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, yeah. and then just yeah. from there on, and then taking Jack's phone as soon as he walks away just to call Tanya as if she can do anything for you. Like, no, bitch. No, call Uber. Call, call fucking 911. Yeah, which is 999 if you're in Europe. Just PSA. If you're in Europe, it's 999. Call 999 if you're in Europe. And yeah. if you're in Italy, fucking A. Good PSA. Like, PSA. Or I would fucking take that phone and book it somewhere just yes, go anywhere run. get the literally, fuck out of there you can't fucking find you go hide in a fucking boutique hide in a bathroom literally and then do whatever you can with that fucking phone i mean obviously she was able to unlock it to call not tanya so i'm like yeah he did not have a passcode on that shit oh, hell no we're like one two three four because you know <laughs> one 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 like, yeah for real so like so yeah exactly um so that i was just like she is showing no signs of anything and then her and tanya are trying to like crack this code together and i'm like idiots anxiety the entire time it's the like entire time. trying to put on two left shoes with these guys sharing one last brain cell on the phone there oh God. yeah that was so like, painful to watch i was like guys connect the dots zero sense like sense of urgency with these people zero yeah, of of urgency. oh i just have a bad feeling i don't know what it is what do you mean jack won't take me back to tamarina you're on the yacht he's telling me this like i feel like he's cry- trying to keep me from you and set you know like dude yeah like that fucking sucks none of that like none of that dialogue is even necessary like if that if i'm in that situation i'm like bitch 
they're trying to kill you. Find a way off. Yeah, um, I'm going to try to find a way to fucking get over there and get the police. Bye. I also wonder if uh, he actually was supposed to kill Portia. Or if he was just supposed to keep her away and let her go. I mean, it it would be even messier if he had to well, kill, like, you know, like, the more dead people, the harder it is to get away with. Well, and the thing is, is, like, he dropped her off at the airport in Naples, which is not Sicily at all. It's... it's Catania. Like, in Catania? Yeah, in Catania. Oh, she was, because she left at the same place. Why did I think it was Naples? Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was Naples. Um, so, yeah, he ended up... I don't know. Like, I I have no idea what he was supposed so to do. So, it's weird because at first when they stopped and he, like, let her go, I was like, oh, maybe he's feeling remorseful and he's letting her go. But then when I saw it again and the way that he drove off and she's like, what? Uh, and he just, like, looks at her. I'm like, you've done this so many times. Yeah, probably. You've done this so many times. Like, you have nothing inside of you. You are yeah. empty, an empty, scary shell. Yeah. You psychotic fuck. Yeah. Deranged. Why you fuck your non-uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I just can't. So fuck Jack. Um, yeah. Sexy piece of ass for the show. Loved it, but hate him. You know, and honestly, it was so funny because, like, he was so hot in the first episode. He was really hot in the second episode that we got him in. And mm-hmm. then in this one, like, it's just the makeup that they did on his eyes and, like, oh, they, like God, made so his face puffy. they made his face puffy and, like, the way that even, like, when they first left yesterday, like, the way that he dressed, I was like, ugh, like, they're really making him unattractive now. Like, he is the total opposite of what he presented himself in the first day. Yes. And it was giving me, like, like, burnout you know i don't know like it, it just was giving me like if i didn't hear him talk it would just be giving me like i do drugs and i live on like venice beach in california you know like yeah. that was the what he was giving and so like you immediately knew just from his demeanor and the way that he was presenting himself the second the when they went away for the first day in, in episode six um that he like that shit was sour right like that it was yeah. not gonna go well like he just he was not trying to keep her interest anymore he was just he had her where he wanted her you know so it was like it was shitty to see it shift like that one thing that like i wish that we got a little bit more of outside of like his little drunken like sob story was like you know the deep deep hole thing oh Uh, my god yeah i wish that like we had more backstory like i think i'm just like almost so used to and i'm honestly like in Mm -hmm. season one we had less characters and we had there was so much more conversation that like really got us like I feel like I really knew those characters even without having like total backstory and then with these characters I think there's also like in season one there was like one big family and then you had Tanya and then you know a lot of the like staff whatever like I think that the single characters, we I, I don't feel like I need to know them anymore. Like Lucia, Mia, Valentina, even like Jack, I guess. But like because Jack came as a package deal with the gays, I'm just like, God, I just wish I knew more about them. Like, I just wish I had more time with them. So, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that, um, especially because we only got them from like episode four oh, and on. Yeah. But uh, another thing is that... Um, just like on 
what we did see and where they are probably ending up after, you know, where I would imagine them ending up. Obviously the gays are pretty much dead. Um, mm. and Jack is either going to be dead or in jail. That's I my prediction. Like, like, go back to the Palazzo and that shit's his now. He's got- Unless it gets brought up by the, for, for a little while until the fucking bank buys it up and turns it into a museum or whatever and opens it to the public. Yeah. So that's my predictions for Jack. He's he's bad news bears. He doesn't have a good future in front of him. Yeah. He's too okay with doing terrible things. The first one was not paying for the one dollar Arancini's fucking asshole. I know, seriously. Servers everywhere were pissed. I know, I know. Um I'm actually making them this weekend and it's like a four hour process and I'm like, those things should not be a dollar. They should be a lot more than that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yes. But oh uh yeah, okay, who else is there? There's like okay, I so wanna talk about Valentina and motherfucking Mia. What a grand ending for Valentina. I'm so happy. I think especially because in the last season, the resort manager died. And I we loved him. And I mean, he was on oh. a bad path. And I think that the, the juxtaposition is that Valentina is alive. She alived well, herself. Right. And actually, her path was really bright. You know, like she went from like a really hard place to a really accepting place, which is a beautiful story, you know? And I think that like, it's, it's really nice to see that on tv in general we're seeing a lot more of it now in a lot of series just like uh, not and i wouldn't say this was a coming out because it you know she probably has come out to her family and her friends but like i think this was like uh i don't know she needed to reignite something in her like journey of sexuality and she and not even reignite i think she needed to ignite it i mean it sounds like she was you know like and like i i just want to say on that point like and which is great and i'm happy the way that we ended it and i'm happy that it was the total like it, it goes back to what um jenna said in the theories pod like everybody it the lo- the hawaiian locals all got shit on and they mm-hmm. ended up shittier than when they when we started this it's like they're all better and like specifically valentina had the exact opposite story of armand because armand Mm -hmm. he like 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 you said like it like she had a really hard start and then got better and better and better he had a really kind of bright start and got worse and worse and worse worse worse. right and like i feel like he he is unalive and now she is alive in yes. the end of it, right? So I am just really happy the way that her story ended. It was just, I think that her whole thing with, and Mia, what again, what an angel. She is my star from the whole series. I mm-hmm. loved her from beginning to end. I think that like what really shines through for Mia more than everything is that like her character is actually good hearted. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I like, yeah, sometimes like I was like, was that fucking thing intentional with the pianist? But like, I don't think that she intentionally drugged him and tried to give him a heart attack. No, I don't think so either. I think she was in a rush. She wanted to, like, take advantage of her opportunity because she's a young, slutty little bitch living her best life. You know, like, I truly think that, like, she had a pure heart throughout this whole thing. And it was so, so nice with her and Valentina because even afterwards when Valentina invites her 
to spend another night with her. And she's like, of course, first of all, she says, yes, off rip. I was like, Mia, I love you for the validation. Like, yes, I would love to spend another night with you. Are you fucking kidding? I had a great time. But then she segues it so perfectly. She's like, but I really think you need a proper lesbian girlfriend. And Valentina looked a little like, oh no, like I like you. But she was like, do you think? And she's like, see, yes, me and she's like, I know so many gay girls at these crazy bars. Me and Lucia will take you any time. And the way that she involved Lucia, which I was a little skeptical of Lucia before, because she said some things that I was like, mm, are you not really Mia's friend? But I think that they are. They're fucking partners in crime. Yeah. 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 And the way that they were so willing to take in um, fucking valentina and like i think mia even offering lucia like in a way that's like i know lucia well enough to be like lucia will be fucking down as fuck for this Mm -hmm. was beautiful and i just want to say and another like a little bit of a reach but overarching like i think that women end up taking care of each other in hard situations a lot of the times and i think even we saw it with daphne and harper you know cam and Ethan did not take care of each other at all. They only no. competed with each other. At least what Daphne said is men are are singular by nature and women are not. You right. Know? And you know, and Portia at least tried to help Tanya. You know, like all of the women, at least in this, if they weren't successful in helping, they tried. Like they tried mm-hmm. their best. Yeah. You know, because I think Portia was giving her best. Like, she didn't know exactly how to put the pieces together, but like, she was like, something is off. Like, I need to say it. I need to get to the right people to say, like, hey, you're in danger. Mm-hmm. And she did that. But, um, God, Mia, you sweet baby. She hugs Bert. He gets his homecoming because she's like, I got the fucking job. Thank you for mm-hmm. cheering me on and giving me compliments. That was so mm-hmm. nice. You know, and it is nice. Yeah, I don't care if it's a gremlinly old gremlin being like, you have a beautiful voice. I'm going to fucking hug them and be like, you sexy little gremlin. Get over here. Thank oh you for supporting God. my number our, one gremlin fan. Okay, can I just Love say, our, our Achilles heels are Achilles cock. Oh! <sighs> kudos. Kudos, kudos, kudos. God, uh, I am going to miss him so stinking much. That really man... I love that man. I fucking love that man. I mean, he's got his problems. For I would never want to be his daughter, or I would love to be his granddaughter. To be honest, I feel like he would he would make me feel so good about myself. Yeah, but he might get a little aroused when he hugs you. Oh my! Well, that's gross, Maddie. I don't want to think about that. Um, that's what he said about fucking Mia. He was like, he she could be my granddaughter. His granddaughter but I got a little aroused when I hugged her. I know, but she is not his granddaughter, and she he also saw her tits. So oh yeah, that's true. Story. I forgot. I forgot. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Madison. Sorry, I'm just saying he's an old guy and he likes young women, and you know, whatever. I'm just saying. Um, he can't control God, his nature. God, what an awful thought. Yeah, but it's not nature. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. It's You're right. It is. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss Burr. I loved Mia in this. Um, she was wonderful. Like, loved that, you know, 
just like the scene of her and Lucia walking through saying hi to Alessio, him looking like the nicest oh guy. Oh my god, wait. Shout out Evan Ross Katz for the fucking scene of those two walking out together and then the scene from the Lizzie McGuire movie of fucking Lizzie McGuire and Isabella at the end holding hands yeah. and they're like, you know, done performing. That was so fucking funny and perfect. I was like, yes, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it was, was great. Was song. Ugh. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire movie. What a what a great reference for that ending. Yeah, specifically so because good. it was it was in Rome. It was in Italy. I know. I know. That's why it was so goddamn funny. Everyone's kind of like, truly, you're a hilarious, hilarious thinker. And I am so thankful to be a contemporary. And I get to experience your thrill. So big shouts. Yeah. Um, So yeah, everybody from Italy loved their endings. Um, We actually got to see their endings. I think that that was another thing that I was like, Ugh, I just want to see like how everybody is when they go back home. Whereas mm. we got to see the Sicilians back at home the next day. Or, that like, was cool. After everybody left the resort, right? So like, yeah, so that was nice to see them back in like their element, you know? Um, yes. And uh, yeah, Lucio with this fucking got 50k for a verse no album out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like... Got the Mean. bag. I'm so, and I'm Mean's so happy fuck. that it was Albie that she got that bag from. To be honest, like technically it was Don. And honestly, weirdly, I'm happy for Albie's sake too. Like in a lesson way. Like mm-hmm. as fucked up as it is, I'm like, you know what, Albie? I just feel like you needed to experience that to just understand some things about the world. Yeah, yeah. So good um, on you, Lucia. Brava. Mm-hmm. Yes, that. you did great. Very smart yeah. girl. And I just want to say, so we've been calling them hoes and them whores this whole time, which that is not derogatory from us because look at our fucking title, we HB Hoes. at all. We are taking yeah. that slut and hoes. I do want to say, more than being a sex worker, they were fucking hustlers. Like, mm-hmm. talk about just like working the system and like working it to your benefit like that's how i feel about them like just go-getters at the end of the day so mm-hmm. i just really love that um for them yeah agreed agreed girl. i loved it from the beginning like uh i mean we thought that they might die i'm happy that they didn't thank god lucia would not have been a, as tragic for me no offense i still love her mia mm-hmm. would have fucking killed me i would have been like no mike white i'm done with you yeah but I'm not um, done with you, Beyonce of TV. I'm still here for it. Yeah. Okay. So, gosh, who else is there? I think that's everybody. I think that's everybody. They're dead. Everybody else just fucking. Yeah. I think the only thing we didn't touch on is just Albie and Portia. The ending there is like them meeting in the airport, and uh, you know, they're. She asks how his fucking trip was with the the girl, which is Lucia, and she and he says she played me, which she did, and then. He says, how was your guy? And she says he was deranged, which he was. Jack was fucking crazy. And then Portia's like, well, yeah, like, can I get your number? (laughs) I didn't care. That's why I didn't bring it up. I I could give a less about either of them at this point. (laughs) 
So again, I just will say this. I am glad that they didn't hang out with each other for the trip. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like time wasted. Like you could have avoided have all that. But I think that they needed those lessons. They did. They did. So, I'm happy that they got them. Um, I'm happy that Portia is not without her crazy boss. Um, well, and I'm happy that they have each other to like now talk about it with and be like, yeah, wow. I'm yeah. glad that I know you're a sane person. Mm-hmm. You know, that I can now talk about this with and we don't have to tell anyone else because, like, this is our Sicily secrets. Hashtag Sicily secrets. Mm, That's a good one. Um, Yeah, for sure. And trauma bonding. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, people die. Oh, my God. The worst trauma bonding ever. God. Um, Yeah. So, I guess I'll just say, like, the questions that uh, everyone might be thinking, may not be thinking. Number one. Uh, can we confirm what Daphne and Ethan did? Uh, we can guess that it was it was sex, but uh, it's, there's still a question mark. Number two, um, where the fuck is Greg? Because that motherfucker Greg? just got off with all the money. Yeah, he did. confirmed it herself that if she died, yeah. she got it. So, yeah. and now he doesn't have to share it with anyone. The hitman's dead. All the people he hired are dead. And I will just say that if Greg is the one three-peat character when, like, John Grease, I'm sorry, bro. I don't want to see you in season three. Like, I don't want to see you with a half a billion dollars in season fucking three. And Mike White, please do not make him a three-peat character. I don't want it. If we can't have Jennifer Coolidge, we don't want anyone else. Um, Although, I will say that I think that the mom... I don't remember the actress's name, but the mom from, um, not Molly Shannon, but the other one with the family, Sydney Sweeney's mom from season one, Mm -hmm. she's rumored to come back for season three. Um, uh, what were our other questions? I can't even remember them now. Um, I want to know what happened with Cam's friends. The one that Daphne was like, they're super devilish. Like, I wish I knew more about that dark triad um also a question that people might have is did harper and cam actually fuck i mean she says that they kissed but come on people we're fucking adults they fucked and ethan even says he's like you know i had you had at least 10 minutes did he pull his dick out did Did you suck his dick (laughs) did you jack him off did you fucking twiddle his balls? It was great. It was great. God. And you know, honestly, the way that she reacted, she was like, what? Just yeah. what? Oh my I'm God. So like, you know, honestly, like the, my favorite part about um, Aubrey Plaza's acting is like, it is very clear when she's lying. Like she has a good acting lie face because there are other times where she can blatantly say no or like, what are you talking about? Or, like that's silly or that's stupid or whatever. But, like, this, like, everything that he's confronted her with in the last two episodes, she has looked, like, so guilty. Just in her face. Um, okay. Any other questions? Um, are there any other questions? Uh, I think also my other question was, is, are Lucia and Mia and Alessio actually scamming? I think... Alessio and Lucia probably yes like they probably just do like little things together here and there because also the bellman I think what that she talked to there at the hotel was like she said it was like her friend's brother probably a friend of Alessio's they probably just like scheme tourists all the time because like Sicily didn't you say this before on a podcast like that their job market is 
kind of tough right now and well yeah 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 their unemployment rate has always been very high that's why a lot of um italian Im- like immigrants from italy are from sicily specifically oh people, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense because the, the job market has always been like the unemployment rate has always been very high in sicily yeah so um yeah i think those are the main questions um you know and i think just going off that fucking instagram thing that we saw when it was like oh tanya's gonna be back as her twin sister spreading her sister's ashes i'm like oh maybe she'll be like portia i need you back as an assistant oh my god no seriously um yeah like what happens well i do want to know what happens with dom and the wife and if albie ever finds out about lucia lucia yeah yeah Honestly, I feel like Albie is probably, if he did find out, he'd be like, okay, like, you know, like, I don't think that he would be as hurt because she already fucked him in the worst way. But oh. um, I do want to know what's going on with Abby. Like, does Dom and, do Dom and Abby get back together? Um, does Bert ever fuck somebody. again? Does Bert ever fuck again? Oh, Hopefully Bert. he does. Hopefully he just takes a page from Dom's book and hires a hooker. Like, please, Bert, just take yeah. a trip to Vegas, my guy. Truly. Um. Truly. So I do want to talk about season three and like what we know. Uh. So far. Oh, so what do know- we know? This is news to me. Yeah. So um, I was reading uh through a Mike White podcast that he he's done. Like I said, him and Jennifer Coolidge have done quite a bit since the finale came out. Um. But I don't remember if it was the podcast that he did with Katie Couric or if it was something else that he said or if it was written in an article. But um, he said, I mean, we we definitely know that he has his eyes set on Asia, somewhere in Asia uh, for season three White Lotus. Um, like I said, the the Sydney Sweeney's mom, forgive me for not remembering the actress's name right now. Um, she is rumored she was supposed to come back for season two, but that didn't work out with just a like, casting date. So that were thinking she might come back for season three. And then he also wants to explore. So season one was about privilege, white privilege and classist politics. Season two, obviously about sex politics. Season three, he wants it to be a focus on Eastern religion and death. Mm. So that that's his idea. Then again, Mike White has said a lot to the press. That's not necessarily true. So... Grain of salt, people. Grain of salt. He is a finicky man. (laughs) Yeah, so I actually, um, I will just say this, like, yes, you're right. Don't believe everything that you hear and see and read on the internet, even if it's it's from their mouths. Even if it's from their mouths. Uh, But I do think that it's really interesting that he said about, like, Eastern religion and death, because I do think that the only people, the only thing that anyone ever is interested in, in poetry and life and movies and theater and anything is love, death, and time. So, I mean, I think privilege was such a good thing. I don't know if that umbrella is under any of those, but, like, obviously sex umbrella is under love. And I think that, like, of course he would talk about death and religion, you know, like, death has a lot to do with time so like yeah i could see him doing something in that regard mm-hmm. yeah yep. well fuck damn a whole nother season down wow we have some stuff in the works um i don't think we'll be dry all of december and january i know that there's some other stuff coming out but there are holidays coming up so we'll be off for a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe 
Um, we just have to see how our schedules work out, but we will be back up and running probably by the second week of January, if not the first week. Oh yeah, I for sure. I mean, yeah, I think we're working at our schedule right now. Definitely back in January. I think we can, you know, do some, a special or some special episodes, uh, this month in December, but we will keep you posted on everything we plan on doing on our socials. So follow us there. If you want to keep up with us, uh, Instagram, hb.hose, uh, Twitter, hb underscore hose, or you can reach out to us on email always and we'll respond back at hose at hbhose.com. Hell yeah. Hit us up. Thanks for listening. We love you, hose. Have your best fucking life and day ever. Yes. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>